The NBA play-in tournament is set in stone. Spurs versus Grizzlies. Winner go home. Do or die. For all the marbles. Who's going to step up? Who's going to go home? One, two, three, Cancun. We're going to talk about the 12 areas that which in which I find to be most crucial. Some of the main points to keep the keys to victory, if you will. If I'm sitting down in this war room with the coaching staff, these are my main points that we're going to focus on over the next day or two and game plan for to give ourselves the best chance to win this game, right? I don't want to talk about the season. Yes, the regular season's over and we can reflect, but right now is not the time for reflection. Right now is not the time to think about our highs and lows of the season and, and what comes next. Nah, let's focus on what's right in front of us. This do or die elimination game and it's gonna make for some good drama so let's get into it go spurs go baby two one zero and lift off hey isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta watch this Countdown City, Fiesta Town, River Walkers, Loop to Loop, Spurs Nation. Hey, you know what? I, I need to start showing some love to my alma mater. Roadrunner Nation, Rowdy Nation, if that's you, UTSA, UTSA, UT what? SA, UTSA, Say Town, what up? It's your boy, Rob Trejo Jr. And this is the Spurs Film Room Podcast. If you like Spurs basketball breakdowns, head over to my YouTube channel, Spurs Film Room. Subscribe, please, and like, and check out all the content that I have going on there. I don't just include podcast clips. Sometimes we'll go ahead and break down some film, and that's what that whole channel is all about. So, And if you want to get your question answered on this show, all you got to do is go down to the link in the description below. That's streamelements.com backslash backsplash backs <laughs> backslash a bucking spurs podcast backslash tip that is the former name of this pod so drop a tip it could be as low as a dollar everything you do helps support me and support this show so i can keep pumping out content for you um, attach your question or comment or concern or gripe if you disagree with me agree with me whatever just drop it with your tip and we'll go ahead and go over it on this podcast. Make sure to drop your username handle on Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want me to give you, you know, your shout out to on this pod. A couple hundred people listen to this podcast every single episode. It's growing fast. I appreciate the love Spurs Nation. I appreciate all your support for all my content across all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you're listening right now on Apple or Spotify, please do me a favor, scroll down. Rate, rate rate this podcast five stars or write a review of this pod. It could be as simple as Go Spurs Go. You know, that helps me bust through the old algorithm and it helps my podcast and my content find Spurs fans just like you. And it helps them find content from me. Okay, so like we talked about in the intro, I got 12 points here that I want to go over, which are going to be the key points to winning this game. Number one, let's get right into it. 
The obvious one is a man named Lonnie Walker. Number one, he will either be the, the great equalizer to this game or the X factor that just puts us over the top. So the reason why we're starting with Lonnie is because I really do think he is that crucial to how this game is going to go. If we start struggling on the defensive end and, and or we're, we're turning it over, or we're giving up offensive rebounds, we start, you know, not we don't come out hot or whatever. The one guy who can balance that out and keep us in the game and making to make sure that it doesn't get away from us is Lonnie Walker. And that's with his perimeter shooting, right? He's got to be able to knock down the three ball. It's so crucial to us being successful and really having a chance to not only succeed in this game and take home the W, but maybe even convincingly take home the W. So he can be the great equalizer to whatever flaws that we show. I also think in the same sense, he is the X factor in this game. We're going to talk about matchups and, and other you know uh, uh, points of emphasis that are crucial to this game plan. But Lonnie Walker coming out and playing with an alpha dog mentality you know, shooting over, you know, maybe maybe he shoots six for nine or something like that from the three-point line, you know, gets to, gets, gets to the rim a few times here and there and just really has an on game. If that's the case, I really don't think there's anything for Spurs Nation to really be worried about. We're going to be in, in, in for a wild ride and a good ride, and we're not going to get blown out. Because um, when we look back and we look at the last two times we played Memphis, they they whacked us. We played them on a back-to-back, and they kicked our tail both times. We had them in the beginning of the season, and uh, that's where we took our one victory against them. But, you know, that was a long time ago. So number one point, Lonnie Walker. Can he's you know He needs to be on because he's either going to, like I said, pick up the slack and kind of keep us in a game that gets away from us, or he's going to be that guy that helps us spread and kind of um, separate ourselves from them, maybe build some leads. Number two, we need to keep John Morant out of the paint. His whole game is predicated on getting to the paint and driving left. All right, now, I'm a big fan of the Chris Vernon show over there in Grind City Media, so I actually do follow the Memphis Grizzlies quite a bit. And that's something that they've been talking about all season long, that all you got to do to stop Jaws stop him from going left, right? He loves to set up his move to the right, to attack left, put the ball in his left hand. He likes to get to the rim. He likes to play make for for others. But everything is kind of predicated on him creating by attack, right? So we need to do that. That's like number one. That's right now, if you're in the coaching room and you're like, okay, what's the defensive game plan? And it's number one thing is forcing Ja Morant into his right hand. Right. And then there you go. We have him uncomfortable. You know, we saw him go up against the Golden State Warriors. His jump shot is is not there. Um, it's not really a threat, something that we have to worry about. We have to worry about stopping his athleticism, making sure that he's not setting up dimes for wide open shooters or for Valentunis and all that type of stuff. So it all starts with keeping him out of his rhythm and that's forcing him right. So that's the big keywords on the on the bulletin board right now for DeJounte Murray force Ja Morant to his right number three we talked about him just a second ago Jonas Valanciunas man Jonas Valanciunas is one of the most efficient big men in the league right now and that's not just my opinion that's facts 
I don't know if you saw him against the Warriors, but man, he was there for it. So keeping him in check is going to be huge. And he's not gonna kill you. Like it's not gonna he's not gonna go on a 10-0 run, but he's gonna finish with 20 and 10. Right? That's that's him. He's gonna finish the game with 23 and 13 rebounds. You know, that's what he's capable of doing. And it's it's slow, it's steady, it's not gonna hit you over the head with it. But meanwhile, once you end up in the fourth quarter, he's done a number on your squad, right? So key matchup there, Jakob Pertl against Jonas Valanciunas for number three. Um, Just kind of keeping him decent. You know, he can go off for maybe 15 and, and eight, you know, something like that, 12 points and six rebounds, something in that nature. He gets a lot of his um, points and a lot of his rebounds from offensive putbacks. So keeping Jonas off, off of the offensive glass is probably Jakob's number one job in this game other than protecting the rim. That was number three. Number four, there's a guy named Dylan Brooks that we're going to talk about a little bit, a few times maybe on this list of 12 things, right? So number four, contest everything Brooks does and minimize his open looks at the lane, uncontested lanes to the basket, right? So that means that we have to have all eyes on Dylan Brooks. And I think in, in the matchup area, we're going to be looking at Lonnie guarding him for the most part. Maybe we see a little bit of Devin Vassell, a little bit of Patty Mills sprinkled in the, here and there. And the main thing with Brooks is that he's the, the guy that probably takes the most shots. It's probably either him or John Morant, number one and two, on a game-to-game basis. You know, I've seen D- uh, Dylan Brooks take like 22 shots, you know, and he can go off for 20 or 30 points a game because he does have that volume um, in his green light, right? The team has given him the green light and he does not look to pass once he has the ball in his hands. So as soon as he catches the ball, if he's wide open on the on the three-point line, we're chasing him off. And then once we chase him off, we got to know that there's, we got to send two or three guys to stick with him. He's not going to go and play make and drop dimes and kick out to another open shooter. He's going to the rim and he's going to look to score. So making sure that we know where he's at at all points of this game when he's on the floor and just keeping keeping his job tough. Chase him off the line like I said, contest. He's going to make he's going to score some buckets. He's that good. You're not going to stop him from scoring some buckets. But we got to contest everything he does and we got to make sure he's got no wide open lanes at the rim. Let's send him to the free throw line, make him earn it, and and try to make his job as difficult as possible. Number five, we got to win this game, honestly, with experience, poise, and coming out as the bigger dog, right? Let's start with the first one, experience. Who on the Memphis Grizzlies team has playoff experience? When you go down the roster, you have Jonas Valanciunas from when he was with Toronto. You have Kyle Anderson from when he was with San Antonio. And that's about it, yo. Like, dude, John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, um, Brandon Clark. You go down, uh, uh, Grayson Allen. I don't think he's he's back yet, but Grayson Allen was starting for a while throughout the season. I don't think he's back off injury. Um, we'll have to keep an eye on that. But none of those guys have playoff experience. Their head coach ha- does not have playoff experience. But who do we have? We have Patty Mills, who's a champion. We have Rudy Gay, who's been in a, in a lot of battles. Jakob Pertl was here for it against Denver two years ago. 
right? DeJounte Murray has been in the playoffs every single year except last season. So when it comes to experience and being ready, we have we have a dump truck load more than Memphis does, right? Now that's just that that's that's huge. And then when we talk about Pop, I mean, come on. When we had the big three, it was like I didn't care who we played because Pop was just the man. Who knows better adjustments than how to make better adjustments than Pop? So when it's when we when when you want to size up the coaching, you know, coaching versus coaching. Oh come on, you you know we we take that by a landslide, right? Um, poise, we can't get rattled in this game. Um, Memphis is a team that plays with the energy and and they're all about the rah rah, right? They they love to yell and and one and 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 get each other pumped up because they're a young team. They play and they feed off that energy. We got to stay poised when they do hit us with a couple of runs. Um, and then the last part of number five was be the bigger dog. Just like I said, they come out with all that fire and energy, and they like to pretend like not pretend. I mean, they're good. They're a good team, but they're not that good. That's that's the thing. They are they are not that good. They are they yeah they beat the crap out of us twice, but they are right in front of us in the standings for a reason. Okay, for a reason, um, which we'll get into in a little while. But we can't come out and get shell shocked. In other words, they come out and they get they start the game with a dunk or two on us and and you know, they're pounding their chest. I don't want to see our guys kind of fall into a little shell or get a little scared. We need to come back and punch back. Right? We got to we got to punch first, and that's kind of what I'm saying. We got to come out being the bigger dog. All right? So that's number 5. Win with experience, poise, and be the bigger dog. Number 6. Nothing easy in transition. I think you guys listening right now would agree that's a common thread throughout this whole season has been so many times where a game slips away from us. A very win- how many how many winnable games have we been in this season? A lot. I want to say half of our losses or more than half of our losses come from losses that are are within ten points or less. And that's and you know what those ten points come from? At least half of them. Every game that we lost, we gave up easy transition baskets where we could score the ball. And they're one or two pass. They inbound the ball, one pass, and then they're laying it up in the rim on the other side. And we're just not getting back in transition, not matching up fast enough, and not stopping ball, and and making them chill out and get into a half court set. That's something that we really have to do. We cannot give Memphis easy layups and just you know because we're not sprinting back in transition and paying and giving that part of the game the detail and the effort that it deserves. Because we've done that so many times, we've gotten burned. Off made baskets, man. That's 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 like, that's that's embarrassing. To be honest, we we don't we haven't done that as of late, so that's good. But that was something we did a lot throughout the season. So that was number six. No easy transition baskets. Number seven. Here's my little formula. I feel like if we can get this done, I think we're gonna win pretty convincingly. And that's if Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, and Keldon Johnson are each in the double figures, ten to twelve points or more at the end of this game then it's a, it's, it's a W. It's a W. Um, you know, we're going to talk about their bench in a little while, but those three guys are the ones that need to step it up. And when they can score 15 to 20 points each, guys, we're, we're, we're like in a double-digit win scenario, right? So those three guys combining to score, I mean, that's 30 points at least between those three. And then we're going to be all right. Um, 
That was number seven. Number eight, keep Jakob out of foul trouble. And this I, I, this is a two-parter, number eight. First one, it's, it's the foul game, right? Where, where is the foul game going to hurt us and where is it going to help us, right? So it can really hurt us if Jakob goes into this game and picks up one or two easy fouls. We need Jakob in this game more than you guys know because they are not, they don't have a bunch of guys that are going to snipe us. They have a bunch of guys that are, that love to attack the rim, all right? Kind of like us, except they do kind of have a couple shooters out there that are a little bit more dependable than ours. But ultimately, Jakob is going to be the key to holding down the defensive side. Now, that's a way that the foul game can hurt us. If on the flip side of that, you know, if you guys saw that Memphis-Golden State game, how huge was Dylan Brooks getting fouled out of the game late in the fourth? That was huge for Golden State to win that game. It was really after that where they just kind of pulled away and went up 9 to 12 points. Just like that. So Dylan Brooks also, I believe this year, might be leading the league in personal fouls. Definitely amongst guards he is. And last year he was like top three in the league. So Dylan Brooks is known for picking up a lot of fouls. And Dylan Brooks is the second guy on that team that's going to kill you in the stat column. He's going to drop a 20-piece on you if you let him just do whatever he wants. So what do we got to do? Dylan Brooks considers himself to be probably the best perimeter defender on that team, which tells me that they're going to assign him most likely unless they assign like Kyle Anderson to DeMar DeRozan. And every time that Dylan Brooks guards DeMar DeRozan, we need to ISO for DeMar, and DeMar needs to go ahead and go to work. Half of DeMar's game is getting to the free throw line and drawing fouls, right? He, scored, he gets to the line at least 12 to 15 times per game, DeMar does. He think he's top 15 in free throws attempted or free throws made in the NBA this season. And he needs to do that and go to work on Dylan Brooks. We need to create, if Dylan Brooks isn't guarding him, we got to create matchups and create switches for Dylan Brooks to end up on DeMar. So DeMar can go ahead and give him one, two, three fakes, boom, 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 and then get to the free throw line and get him out of the game as fast as possible. And if he doesn't want to foul, well, let me tell you what, then DeMar's going to go and eat him up and go to work because DeMar's too good. Um, DeMar, this is a little side note, to me is the best player in this series, and I think um, it's not even close. Okay, so that's just my, I think Jaw's great and all, but DeMar's on a whole other level. All right, so the foul game. The, how do we win the foul game? Keeping Jakob out of foul trouble and getting Dylan Brooks into foul trouble. DeMar's the key to that. That is number eight. Number nine, no technicals. We cannot hurt ourselves in this game by picking up a T. That's Coach Pop. That's DeMar. That's, I don't know, anyone else get technicals on our, on our team? Uh no, I I don't I haven't really seen that right except for Demar Derozan, because um, we need Demar in this game. We don't need him on tilt, right? We need Demar's head where it needs to be, and we need Coach Pop to go ahead and and make sure that everyone is on that same page, even himself, right? So no technicals. We don't need to give them any easy baskets um, or extra possessions at it. Number ten, our bench needs to double their bench is scoring output. Their bench consists of right now, if we're looking at the lineup that played against Golden State, we're looking at their bench being Brandon Clark, 
uh, a little bit of Tyus Jones. Um, shout out to, to Trey Jones's brother, right? Uh, that's pretty cool that they're going to be in a game together again. Um, Desmond Bain, rookie. Tillman is like, I think it's Xavier Tillman, rookie. And then some other guy, his name is Conchar. I don't even know who that is. But Bain, Desmond Bain, Brandon Clark, those are your main two guys. Um, we need to keep their bench in check. And when you compare benches, we have them uh, We have them by the balls. We really do. Um, you look at Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, and Devin Vassell. Probably being, I, I, I think that I can guarantee the only guys that are going to play off the bench. Maybe Drew Ebanks plays a little bit here and there, but I can see us going small rather than playing Drew or playing uh, Gorgie uh, Jang, right? So I think that our rotation is going to be maybe about eight guys. It's going to be our starting five, and it's going to be Patty, Rudy, and Devin. And Devin's going to have a, a very important job in this game. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit when we talk about matchups. Um, but our bench is way more experienced and way more capable of scoring in flurries than theirs is. Desmond Bain can hit some shots. Don't get me wrong. Brandon Clark is a, is a really good alley-oop threat. Um, you know, he has like a little floater down the lane. Brandon Clark does. But that's, that's pretty much it. We got Patty freaking Mills in Aussie mode. We have Rudy Gay freaking playing like he was probably back in 2006, right? And then we have a young stud in Devin Vassell who can come in and give us some really good minutes as well. And I think those three guys together should be able to just, I mean, double at least what their bench output does, all right? So our bench has got to beat their bench on all levels. And I think we have the poise. We have the veteran leadership. And, and those those are our best shooters, Besides Lonnie, right? Our best shooters right now come off the bench. Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, Lonnie, and Devin Vassell are our best shooters this year from the three from the three point line. They are, and they all come off the bench. So we need to come off the bench and let it fly and knock them down, man. And just they won't know what hit them. Um, that's number ten. Double their bench output. Um, number eleven. When I went to look at some of the highlights from the last game, they went zone a lot against us. So we got to be expecting that. So we just need to get good looks versus their zone. That's all I'm saying. We don't have to shoot them out of the zone. We don't have to go on some type of three-point um, run where we only take you know six, seven possessions or where we are only taking three-pointers. We don't need to do that. We just need to get good shots. Let's hit the high post. Let's hit the, the guy at the free throw line. You know, a little bit of high-low game, right? Like, let's just get good shots. And if they're threes, they're threes. But we don't got to rely on that. But we do have to get good shots and looks against their zone. We can't. In other words, we can't let their zone force us into a lot of bad shots, a lot of shots that are turned down and, like, where we overdrive and kick and overdrive and kick and no one, you know, we pass up two or three open shots because no one wants to shoot. We can't turn over the ball against that zone and let them get an easy basket down the other end. So we got to be prepared to play against this zone. That is number 11. So last on my 12-point list is be the team that we've been all year in one particular category on the stat sheet, and that's turnovers. We've been top two for the most part this season in that column, right? We do not 
turn over the ball. That's been one of the things all year long that we can hang our hats on. And that is something that needs to transfer over into these next two games if we're going to get this eighth seed. We don't turn over the ball. We cannot do it now. Those are my points. Real quick, I'm going to run them down again. Lonnie Walker has a big stake in this game. If he can come out shooting, we're going to be in good shape either way, how everyone else plays. Uh, Number two, uh, John Morant, keeping him out of the paint, keeping him from going left. Number three, the Yaka versus Valanchunas matchup is going to be everything. Um, Number four, contest Dylan Brooks, make his life as tough as possible. Number five, we got to win with our experience. We got to be poised. And we got to be the bigger dogs in this fight. Number six, no easy transition baskets. We can't do that thing where we just give up. Uh, we, we score the basket and five seconds later, they're getting two points on us back the other end. We cannot do that. Number seven, the key formula to this one, let's get 30 points out of Rudy, Patty, and Keldon. And I think we're in good shape to take home the W. Number eight, Yak- the foul game. Keep Jakob out of foul trouble. Let's get Dylan Brooks in foul trouble. Number nine, no technicals. We got to keep our head. We got to keep thinking about the next play. We can't let our emotions get too high. We don't get certain calls. But if you ask me, DeMar DeRozan is the guy in this game that the referees understand the most and have seen the most and have the most history with. In other words, I think he's going to get his calls. DeMar will get his calls. If he doesn't get his calls, we got to keep our head. No technicals from DeMar or Pop. In this regard, let's help ourselves out there. Um, number 10, let's double their bench output. We have the guns, they don't off the bench. They got good pieces, they got a lot of guys that you can just plug in and they're not really gonna hurt you, but they're not really no. I mean, they're they're like two, they're rookie, a second year guy, all that stuff. Come on, man. We got Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, Devin Vassell. Maybe we see a little bit of Drew Eubanks, and that's about it. Um, but that's good enough. That's 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 really good enough. So number 11, uh, good looks against their zone. If they're going to go and show us that 2-3 zone, we have to be ready to attack. If it, and We like to do a lot of pick and rolls against their zone. Um, that's fine. But let's just take good shots. Let's not turn over the ball. Let's not take four shots. Let's not turn down good shots right against their zone. Number 12, be the team that we've been all year and not turn over the basketball. All right, when we get back, let's talk about matchups. All right, so let's close out this pod going over what the potential matchups are going to be. I think we're going to go ahead and see De, uh, DeJounte Murray. His assignment will be Ja Morant most of this game. I don't see us putting him on Dylan Brooks. It's something that crossed, that came across my mind. Uh, unless Ja is not on the floor at the same time as Murray, I think that uh, Dylan Brooks, that assignment is going to be going to someone else. Uh, so DJ keeping John Morant out of the paint and forcing him right is everything. And DJ has the experience um, to do something like that. So that's a key matchup. Jakob on Valanciunas, we talked about that earlier. That's going to be a, a really fun battle. Both very efficient, very good defenders. And then we got what I think is going to happen, you know, is in the last game, Memphis started Jaron Jackson. Now, those of y'all that haven't been following Memphis basketball, they have been working on bringing Jaron Jackson into the fold slowly. I don't think he started many games this season. I think, actually, I think maybe the only, he's only started the last, the previous two games. 
before this, if I'm not mistaken. And so that lineup is not clicking at all. It by is not firing on all cylinders by any means. Um, and I think the person who's going to draw that assignment is actually going to be Keldon. And Keldon has guarded bigger guys all season long. So that's nothing new for, for Keldon. And Jackson isn't really a traditional take you into the paint, bang, bang you, and take advantage of his size and the mismatch in that regard. He's a guy that likes to get out on the perimeter and, and attack the rim that way or shoot the three, right? So Keldon Johnson, I see getting matched up with Jaron Jackson. Is it Jared or Jaron? I think it's Jaron. I could be wrong on that. Um, then we got DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I can see him getting put on slow-mo. Um, so hopefully slow-mo doesn't just come out and kill us and take advantage of that matchup right there. And hopefully DeMar DeRozan can handle <laughs> slow-mo in that way. Um, shout out Kyle Anderson. Um, now last but not least is D Dylan Brooks. Now this is the key one here. Um, I think it's going to take both Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell to go to work on this guy. On the defensive side, you know, I, I get a little bit worried thinking about Lonnie having to guard him all game because Lonnie needs to be focusing like eighty percent of his efforts on the offensive side of the ball, and and for him, I don't know if we can ask him to guard the other team's best scorer, and in this case, Dylan is the other team's best scorer. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, there's been a few times where we asked Lonnie to guard like Bradley. I remember there was like Bradley Beal. There was a couple other times throughout the season where, where he just got smoked. Lonnie would just make so many errors and we can't afford to have Lonnie, you know, pick up a few cheap fouls because he got off of his feet on a pump fake or, um, blow assignments and, and lose track of Dylan Brooks because Dylan Brooks will kill you if you do. Right. So Lonnie, I think can do a good job on Dylan Brooks, but I have, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of Devin Vassell on Dylan Brooks in this game. And, you know, that's that's going to be him splitting time with Lonnie. So Lonnie's got to, when he is on the floor, he's got to be, he's got to have like the ultimate green light when he's on the floor because he might come off um, rather frequently if we need to get Devin Vassell the longer, more, I mean, honestly, he's a more intelligent, savvy defender right now than Lonnie is, right? So we are going to need that perimeter defense. And Devin Vassell on Dylan Brooks should be very entertaining to watch. Um, that matchup, those are my matchups for the game for the starting five. Um, obviously, Rudy, Petty, and Devin off the bench over Desmond Bain, Brandon Clark, um, Tillman, and Conchar. I don't know how to say this guy's name. Conchar. Right. So our bench over their bench, I'll take that any day of the week. Um, so, yeah, let me know what you guys think in the comments below. And in, uh, in, uh, if you want to get your tip on screen or I'm sorry, your question, if you agree with me, disagree with me, I'm going to try to do another podcast tomorrow. If not tomorrow, maybe game day. Uh, but definitely wanted to get this one out, put a little bit of thought into this one and actually went over the game plan, right? So if that's if that's me inside that war room with the coaches in there, we're 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 talking shop and and what are the main things that we have to be focusing on in this game defensively and offensively? Um that's it. Those are my 12 key points to victory. Um those are my matchups that I would I would use to to uh combat what 
what Memphis Scott's going on. Uh, so if you like this episode, guys, please do me a favor. Go down and rate this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. Share it. Share the episode. Tag a friend in it. Say, hey, yo, uh, go Spurs, go. Listen to this, right? <laughs> All right. So thank you, guys. Make sure to check out the YouTube channel. Again, drop your question in the link, the stream elements link in the description below. And I'll always take those questions. I appreciate your support. You drop a dollar, a couple bucks, whatever you want to do to support this podcast. Um, I really do appreciate that. Make sure to go to YouTube. Check out my channel there. Um, thank you, guys, man. This is going to be fun. We made, we made the play-in. We're here, right? We got Memphis. Let's go. Like, let's let's get this dub, and then we'll worry about what comes next after it. This game is set to happen on Wednesday night. Um, so we got a couple days from, the, uh, from now until then. It should be a lot of fun. All right? Go Spurs, go, guys. Off. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this.